Everybody say, I ran. I ran. This is part two. I'm read to you an article that was sent to me to hopefully convict you to do better, to, to, take, to not take advantage of the freedoms that we do experience in this country, to realize that to whom much is given, much is required. To realize that if these people in Iran are doing this at this level, we still got to come up a whole lot faster. This convicted me to no end. It's called the Iran Awakening. It was on Fox News. And they made a documentary called Sheep Among Wolves, part two. This is part one. This is part two. Iran is home right now. Again, see, when most people think about Iranians, you think about a terrorist is getting ready to blow up a plane. What you will find then is that the people that Iran will tell you that most of the mosques are empty. And that most of the people that are in Iran are not practicing it. They say, y'all watch TV. That's why people make judgments on what they see on TV. And they don't even know how to go about. Never mind. Iran is home to one of the fastest growing churches in the world. It's almost entirely ex-Muslim becoming Christian. They have no denominational leanings or affiliations. No governmental recognition or legitimacy. The church owns no property, has no buildings, no bank accounts, no 501c3s to get free money, no Bible schools, and no seminaries, and the movement is predominantly led by women. But it's one of the fastest growing movements right now in the world. Women who have no access to anything, that the brothers over here got access to everything and ain't doing nothing. And let's listen to what they said. They said, a leader of the other ground Iranian church explains their goal is not to plant churches but rather make disciples the majority of whom are women and I'm going to give one point to you and then we move to part three <laughs> listen to this definition they said disciples forsake the world and cling to Jesus till he comes converts don't disciples aren't engaged in a culture war converts are disciples cherish obey and share the word of God converts don't disciples choose Jesus over anything and everything converts don't converts run when the fire comes but disciples don't we know that if we get caught the first thing that they will do to us as a woman is rape us then they will beat us and then they will kill us but that is the decision that we have made following Christ, that if it comes necessary, we will sacrifice our, sacrifice our bodies to do the will of Jesus Christ. Now, these people are willing to be, you, you, you're, okay, this decision I make caused me to be raped and beat and killed, but I'm willing to do that to follow Jesus. Come over to the United States. Do y'all have a cafe at the church? No, this ain't Publix. I'm sorry. I mean, they're teaching this, that in order to keep people, you can't preach for longer than 20 minutes. You can't do the supernatural. You can't pray in tongues. You can't lay on hands. You can't prophesy. I'm telling you, they're teaching this in droves. They're teaching this in droves. You got to have a cafe. You got to have the right color schemes, and it still ain't working. Whatever. Okay? I thought that they, I think this is important, what they shared last part. And then we're moving on to part three. I thought this really changed my mindset. They said... A disciple does not start when they get saved. They said discipleship says starts when you say hello. 
They said, if the person hasn't accepted Jesus Christ yet, they said, keep on discipling them. Keep on teaching them. You're teaching them the way so that when they accept, they're already brought up to speed. And I thought that was so good because some of you have people in your life that you've already spoken to, but they haven't accepted yet. Well, keep on talking to them. Keep on getting them a book. Keep on praying for them because that's just as much as discipleship if they already accepted the Lord. See, and we have to remember this because how many of you know that religion and the enemy always wants to look, make you look at what you didn't do? You know, well, you got enough boldness to talk to a stranger, you know, but they didn't give their life to Christ. So they get you to focus on that. You get the credit because you open up your mouth because God said all you do is plant water. I'm the one that gives the increase. If you talk to 100 people, then they don't accept the Lord. You still get credit as they did because you're the one to open up your mouth. You don't get them saved. He does. Understand what I'm saying? So, y'all, so, so again, remember what I told y'all about that side of the world. North America right now is pretty much shot. Okay. UK, Canada, United States, places like that, they, they, they're shot. And so, but the Lord is working in those arenas. And those men saying, and they all say it, the Middle Easterns, the Africans, all of them, in India. India, continent Africa, Middle East, they all say it. They said, we coming to rescue y'all because y'all have lost y'all way completely. And I'm like, not this one. I'm trying to stretch my extension cord as far across the sea as I can. <laughs> you know, I'm not missing it. I'm not missing out on what God is doing. And God ain't doing nothing based on nobody's color of the skin. He picks times and seasons who he wants to use. Find out where God is and plug your cord into it legally or illegally, sneakily, whatever it is. Do what's necessary to get that electrical power. I'm doing what's necessary. So this whole thing of how, how you know, the culture of church in America is horrendous. It is horrendous. People don't witness. They don't disciple. They don't sacrifice. They don't anything. This is a war, not a church service. And in war, it can be excruciatingly painful on your emotions. In war, you want to give up on a regular basis. But it's just something about it that just keeps driving you. I, my wife and I love studying warfare movies and stuff on warfare. You see those men, they haven't eaten for three, four days. They ain't took a bath for months. And they just keep on fighting, just keep on fighting. They know they're going to lose the battle, but they're going to keep on shooting nonetheless. It's one man against a hundred, and all of my compadres have died, but I'm going to keep on shooting until the last bullet. You put two bullets in my chest, but I'm still breathing on my knees, and I'm going to keep on shooting. That's how you do it. You go out in a blaze of glory. But how you know, with us, the Bible says we had a shield of faith, so the arrows don't hit us. He's shooting. I'm supposed to be impressed by that. She had to talk arrogantly to the devil, people. At least, it was a commercial. Never let, I almost said, never let the devil see you sweat. That was, they meant people. All right, everybody say part three. Four things God uses to determine your worthiness in eternity. Second Thessalonians 1, 4 through 5. We proudly tell God's other churches about your endurance, number one. Your faithfulness, number two. And all the persecutions, number three, and hardships, number four, you are suffering. And God will use this persecution to show his justice and to make you worthy of his kingdom for which you are suffering. You must be made worthy for that up there. You can get there because you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. But to be able to receive all that is there, you must be counted worthy. We're going to send you through some stuff so you will appreciate it when you get there. And we, lift your hands, we don't like that. 
no, nah, show me the dessert, Jesus. I ain't worried about no broccoli and some okra and, and you talking about raw vegetables. and No, nah, I don't want all that. It's the stuff you don't want that is the best stuff for you. And it's the stuff that you always want to eat. And how many know when you don't feel good, I was telling my kids this the other day, when you don't feel good, you don't want to do the very thing that you need to do. That's just how it is. When you're sick, you should drink a whole bunch of water. How many know you just sit there for hours? How you know, ladies, men are terrible at that. Women will keep on going. Brothers will be like, uh. <laughs> I'm shivering and laying up in the bed, looking like, never mind, let me just stop. I might be talking about myself. That's just my... it's, it's funny how there are some levels of pain. It's funny because you put a man on a battlefield on a gunfight and the women lose it. That same man get a stomach ache. Why am I lifting my hand like I'm guilty or something? I don't, I don't even want to look at my wife. Let's keep on going. Get through this. Okay? So this is what I want you to do. I'm showing you how to study the Bible. I'm going to encourage you to do something. I'm going to encourage you to go back over these scriptures. I will upload the notes to the sermon. I'm going to encourage you to go through these things because this is where the rubber meets the road. Four things. Endurance, faithfulness, persecution, hardship. I'm just pretty much going to read through a bunch of scriptures on each topic and maybe say a point. Number one, everyone say endurance. endurance. Psalm 35. Some are King James, some are New Living Translation. Okay, so either way, it'll be up on the screen. Endurance. For his anger endureth but a moment, and his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Based on her, something's going to happen to the day that's going to give you joy tomorrow. Because she said it starts now. I said something is going to happen today that's going to give you joy in the morning. Okay? So he said, he says, what you go through, you, anything you have to go through, we always think is long. It's not long at all. We just, it just feels long. When it's over, it seems like it was a dream. Matthew 24, 12 through 13. Sin will be rampant everywhere, and the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. Not the one who endures for a little while. You have to endure all the way to the end. 2 Timothy 4, 3 through 5. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust, they shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Itching ears means you want to hear what you want to hear. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into fables. But watch thou in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist and make full proof of your ministry. James 1, 2 through 4. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Oh, we don't hear that. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. Everybody say, let it grow. Someone want to say, no, let it go. Don't let it grow. Let it go. Let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. So there are things that you will be put in so that you can be stretched. And after you are stretched, you will be then considered perfect. Hebrews 12, 5 through 9. Have you... Forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as his children 
He said, my child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline. Don't give up when he corrects you. For the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes each one he accepts as his child. As you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. Who ever heard of a child who was never disciplined by his own father? If God doesn't discipline you as he does all of his children, it means that you are illegitimate and not really his children at all. Since we, are res since we respected our earthly fathers who disciplined us, shouldn't we submit even more to the disciple or the discipline of the father of spirits and live forever? So God's discipline is based on how you're going to live forever. 1 Peter 2, 19 through 21. This is one of the things that is determining your eternal worth, your eternal position, your eternal rewards, etc. 1 Peter 2, 19. For God is pleased when conscious of his will, you patiently endure unjust treatment. I'm going to read that again. Because of God's will, you're conscious of God, you patiently endure unjust treatment. Of course, you get no credit for being patient if you are beaten for doing wrong. But if you suffer for doing good and endure it patiently, God is pleased with you. For God called you to do good even if it means suffering. Just as Christ suffered for you. Everybody say hey, amen. amen. He is your example and you must follow in his steps, not your grandmama, not your girlfriend. Girl, if I was you. Or brothers, give you some wisdom. No, no, you can keep that, brother. I don't need your wisdom. You might have me in jail or something, hemmed up with a third eye on my back or something. You know, just people give you stuff and you end up in trouble. And then they, wait a minute, and they go, they get scot free. Y'all see that about that guy on the news that he uh, he grabbed his baby girl and jumped in front of a train. He got destroyed, and the girl didn't have a scratch. There are a lot of mysterious things. Hey, you've heard this. Plane crashes and everybody dies except for the newborn. First Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. Love is patient and calm. I'm going to read that real slow. My imaginary congregation on the back wall told me that they needed to hear this today. <laughs> and that they wanted me to read it real slow. That they would give me a special offering at the end of the service if I read it real slow. I shouldn't even play like that nowadays. Love is patient and kind. Some people are patient with an attitude. Some people are patient because they have no choice to be patient. See, let me tell you the difference. You in the, you in the Wells Fargo line at the bank, and, and why are you patient? Well, because you have no choice. Because, you know, if you break the line, there might be a fight to start off because you're messing with people's money. You don't see people cut. You see the people cut the line at the grocery store. You see them cut the line at the amusement park. You don't see nobody cutting the line at the bank. Because people who are create a weapon like Dr. Strange out of thin air and see, but you're patient because you have to. But but when you're being patient now, are you operating in kindness, recognizing that the people that are working that they're not the ones in charge. They didn't say, hey, y'all go on to lunch and 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 I'm going to just work by myself so we can hold the people up in the bank line. They didn't do that. The manager made that decision. When you go to Walmart and they only have three lines open, the person working the register didn't call them and say, hey, we have nothing better to do but to frustrate people today and make the lines long. So would you send everybody into the back? No, that was the manager's dumb idea. 
and you don't see the manager. Until that line gets so long, uh, need assistance on line seven? Need assistance on line seven? <laughs> ah, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. That's a whole lot. Or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Everybody say amen. amen. Or oh me. Or ouch. Or help me Jesus. Or can I come to the altar and give my life to Jesus? Something. James 1.12. God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. There's a blessing after that. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. In the name of Jesus, no one will take your crown. I said no one will take your crown. Second one, faithfulness. That's just endurance. I just picked out a few. These are things you need to be reminded of because the season that the church is going into is great victory if you can endure through the trials and the afflictions and the persecution and the hardship. As my dad used to say, ain't no such thing as easy street religion, son. Numbers 12, 6 through 8, faithfulness. And he said, hear now my words. If there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision and will speak unto him in a dream. My servant Moses is not like that, who is faithful in all my house. That's what the Lord is getting ready to say about you. Put, you, should put your, you should put your name there. My servant Otha is faithful in all my house. With him I will speak mouth to mouth, even apparently and not in dark speeches. I won't come to him in a dream. I won't even come to him in a vision. I will come down and talk to him face to face so that he will not be able to miscommunicate and misunderstand what I have to say. Why will I do that? Because this man is faithful in all my house. We should let you know your faithfulness determines the level that God speaks to you. 1 Samuel 2.35 And I will raise me up a faithful priest that shall do according to that which is in my heart and in my mind. And I will build him a sure house and he shall walk before my anointed forever. I'll put a note here. Don't let somebody else replace you because of your lack of faith. God, see this right here? God has said, well, can't find nobody, so I'll raise up somebody. See, there are some people, God forces them to get saved because the ones that did come to Christ won't do their part. God always has a replacement. Always. Some of y'all think I'm just so anointed. Oh, there's never. Mm-hmm. It's somebody right now working in a barn. I mean, think about it. When God wanted somebody crazy, he didn't have to work up nothing. All he did was shine a light on Paul, and he became the baddest preacher in the world. That's all he did. He shined a light on the man. He did not appear to him. He shined a light on the man from heaven. Paul said that it was 12 o'clock in the afternoon, and he said this light was brighter than the new day sun. And he said, I didn't even look at it. He said, when it shined on me, I instantly went blind. And then he said, who are you, Lord? <laughs> they call it the quickest salvation. And that man went from murdering and persecuting Christians to within a few days, think after three, four days, he's out there preaching. The Lord will raise up somebody in a second. And usually when he wants to raise up somebody to do a quick work, he gets somebody real crazy. 
I don't know why y'all laughing, but you know, it's maybe they think I'm crazy or something. I don't know. I mean, there's a level of that that's true, but you know, I shouldn't have said that either. Let's go to the next scripture. First Samuel two thirty-five. I already read that. Nehemiah seven two. I gave the responsibility of governing Jerusalem to my brother Hananiah, along with Hananiah, the commander of the fortress, for he was a faithful man who feared God more than most. See, from now on, that needs to be God's testimony about you. Oh, yeah, when it comes to Otha, we know that he follows us more than most. We know that he fears us more than most. I want to be in the top category. I don't want to be at the back rung, back of the line, bottom of the barrel. God needs some Holy Ghost binoculars to see where I am because I'm so low down the totem pole. I need to be, when they open up the line, uh, good morning, I'm the first one. We know. You've been acting crazy. Psalm 31:23. Oh, love the Lord, all he is saints. For the Lord preserveth the faithful and plentifully rewardeth the proud doer. Psalm 101.6, mine eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land. See, when you read that, the opposite is true. If the Lord's eye is on the faithful, it means his eye is not on the unfaithful. Because my eyes shall be upon the faithful on the land that they may dwell with me. He that walketh in a perfect way, he shall serve me. Proverbs 11.13, a talebearer reveals secrets, but he that is a faithful spirit conceals the matter. Let me say it a different way in case the King James is messing up your intellectual minds. A gossiper tells everybody's business, but an individual that is faithful, he holds stuff. You'd be surprised what I hold. You'd be surprised what I hold. How many of you know you've been in that sincere scenario though, where you ride in the car with somebody? And your flesh just wants you to tell it. Oh, man, you want to tell it. You feel like you're about to bust. It's like Elijah. I feel like fire shut up in my bones. I need to tell this. And you're trying to figure out a slick way to do it. Maybe I can just say, hey, would you pray about something with me? And, and what do you think about it? How many of you been in that situation? I know I have. And, you, and, and the person is talking. you in another dimension trying not to say anything. <laughs> you're just like, the person is talking. You don't hear it. Why, 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 why? You're like, say it, say it, say it, say it. And the, and the angel is like, no, don't, don't do this. You're going to mess this up. You're supposed to be able to be trustworthy. No, say it, say it, say it. Just get it out. You know it's good, it's juicy, it's... it's... <laughs> Proverbs 14.5. A faithful witness will not lie, but a false witness will utter lies. Proverbs 26. Most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness. But a faithful man, who can find? Lift your hands if that's you. That should be, see, even if you're not there, start confessing it. Let me say something about constantly confessing something. You may not be there, but as you keep on confessing it, you start building it. You start building it, and you keep on building it, and then one day it's complete. Proverbs 28, 20. A faithful Man shall abound with blessings, but he that maketh haste to be rich shall not be innocent. Sometimes, not all the time, sometimes if you're not abounded with blessings, you got to determine, am I really being faithful according to God's standard? We have our own definition of being standard. Well, I'm here. That's not God's definition of standard. Like I said, the person sometimes that can determine your faithfulness is the one that you're serving. They know. They didn't like that one. My imaginary congregation, man, they are running around a building. <laughs> Matthew 24, 45. 
A faithful, sensible servant is one to whom the master can give the responsibility of managing his other household servants and feeding them. If the master returns and finds that the servant has done a good job, there will be a reward. Matthew 25, 23. His Lord said unto him, well done, good and faithful. Some people are faithful, but they're not good. And some people are good, but they're not faithful. Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. Therefore, I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. That's the biggest deception about being faithful in planet Earth. Your faithfulness in planet Earth is determining what you will be over for eternity. Luke 16, 10 through 12. If you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. And if you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? And if you are not faithful with other people's things, why should you be trusted with things of your own? So a lot of people want stuff. God is like, I give it to you once you help somebody else with theirs. I don't say this a whole lot. It's very dangerous how you serve someone because the disrespect you give them, you reap it. There's one individual. I told him that when he was this, when we first started the church, it was a particular young man. And he would do certain things in the service. He wouldn't show up on time. He'd do all these different type of things. And I, kept, I told him, I said, hey, man, stop. It's disrespect. Would you want someone to do that to you? And he kept on doing it, kept on doing it. I don't, I don't argue with people because I, you know, I, I know some people don't like me to say this, but I didn't ask nobody to come here. You have to have that attitude. Otherwise, I'll be over in a corner with you my wife. I need you to hold me. Because <laughs> the people are just doing me so wrong. Uh, 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 uh. I ain't got time for that. When you know the Lord is with you. When it said a large, Jesus made one statement and a large number of disciples left him. And he didn't try to track them down. You know what he did? He turned to the disciples. Y'all going to? He said, I didn't ask y'all to come. He said, I only picked you because my heavenly father told me to pick you. Because if he hadn't said nothing, I wouldn't pick you neither. That's why he said, how long do I even got to be with you all? Because you're getting on my nerves. Picked you because of the Lord. But that's not you. I said, that's not you. You know what the Bible says? It says that when you serve leaders, it said, serve them in such a way where they will have joy, because if you don't, that won't be profitable for you. How you serve another will determine your personal joy in the future. I just don't argue with it because I'm not here to be served. I'm here to serve. Remember what Jesus said? Let the greatest among you be the one that served. All right, let's go ahead and get ready. To, even the congregation in the imaginary wall is down there. They sat down on me. Oh, so back to this young man. So he, he did this. He opened up a church. One day he called me. He said, man, I said, what? He said, man, I can't figure out what's going on. He said, I'm dealing with this, this, and this. It was three things. He said, and for the life of me, I can't change it. And sometimes I'm quiet. This time I wasn't. I said, do you remember what I told you? He put his head down. I said, you're reaping what you sowed. It's a, there's a scripture in the Old Testament that said that there was a king that he, he captured a group of men, and he cut off their thumb and their big toe. And when he was captured, that exact same thing happened to him. You, you, it's, a, it's, a, it's a spiritual law. 
the respect that you give will be the respect that you receive back. That, it's just simple. That's why I have more, even in our emphasis, I have more dedicated people than churches that are sometimes three, four bigger, times bigger than us is because that's how I served. I always served that way. But no matter how good you serve, you always got some knuckleheads. I mean, you know, I told them, you know, this morning, you know, within every congregation is the mentality of the 12 disciples. Always remember that. You always got the ones that they're going to kill the demon. They're going to burn the building down trying to get a demon out. That's Peter trying to protect Jesus. He cut off a man's ear. Like, this is going to go somewhere positive. Jesus had to, you got, you got to clean the mess because they're they just full of zeal. They just, they got to get the demon out of everybody. They got to get everybody saved. They're trying to figure out a way if, if God can forgive Satan and let him in. You know, you need to have compassion. I mean, it's, they're just crazy like that. Then you have the ones that no matter what you do, they ain't going to believe nothing. They always need prayer. I need you to pray for me again. It's Thomas. And like I told him, you always have the ones that they're going to stab you in the back, but you let them hang around anyway. Judas. Because you're not called to bat them away. They'll hang themselves. That's what Judas did. 1 Corinthians 4, 1 through 2. Look at Apollos and me as mere servants of Christ who have been put in charge of explaining God's mysteries. Now a person who is put in charge as a manager must be faithful. Last one with that, and then the other ones are shorter. 1 Timothy 1.12. I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has enabled me for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Okay? So, so notice what he said. Remember I told you God counts. God will put, see, after today, you need to be so faithful that God puts you into the place you're supposed to be in. See, when you're faithful, God puts you there, whether your enemies like it or not, whether they agree or not, whether your grandmama say you ain't qualified, whether you got a GED or a PhD, it doesn't matter if your credit is good, if your credit is bad, doesn't matter if you got a degree in that area or not. When you are faithful, God will put you somewhere that they say you don't belong, but God says, no, they belong because I put them there. If God put you somewhere, no matter on qualifications, you became qualified because he put you there. Be surprised how many people that have gotten a job because I told them, fill out for the stuff that you're not qualified for. <gasps> they hired me as a teacher, and I don't even have a certificate for teaching. Well, just go in there and pretend then. <laughs> y'all, y'all, man, y'all be playing too much, man. It is better to start and at least work for six months, let them find out, and then you get fired. <laughs> I'm the individual that just walks in and does what needs to be done. And then when they say, sir, you are not supposed to be doing that. Oh, I am so sorry. I did not know that. I will not do that again. I apologize, sir. Y'all be asking too many questions. Um, I've had this for six months. Can I still return it? Absolutely not. Don't be asking questions like that. Walk up to the counter. I need to return this. They look at the receipt and say, this has been gone for six months. Then they just start looking at you. I think I'm going to go ahead and do this for them. Because they look crazy. I only got a few for these last two. Persecutions. I mean, no, we don't like that one. Second Timothy 3.12. Yes, and everyone 
who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Everyone. You cannot try to, you can run from it all you want to. They'll, they'll find a way. And one of the reasons why they'll find a way is because God is going to make sure that you are persecuted. This is for the reason, a couple of reasons you'll see Matthew 13, 20. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. Romans 8.35. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Matthew 5.11. God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Up, be happy about it. He said, be very glad. For a great reward awaits you in heaven, and remember the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. He said, be glad about it. You walk around crying. I'm calling in sick today. Why is that? I just can't take it anymore. They're just talking about me. I'm just trying to do the right thing and live for Jesus. <laughs> they talk about your vice president all day long. Trump is a beast, but the real secret beast is Vince. Not Vince. Pence. <laughs> Pence, so right with God, that's all they do is make fun of the fact that he's so holy. And they talk about him, and he sit up there with a grin like he's trying to get a cast on the Kool-Aid commercial. I think he's thinking, y'all keep it coming. Because the more you talk about me and my walk and my holiness and me trying to do the right thing, and the more you talk about me speaking in tongues and, and I'm not going to the club, and every time you open up your mouth, God is setting something aside for me. You need to start telling people, why you smile when they talk about you? Because every time they talk about me, God does something for me. They're going to look at you like you're crazy. Luke 6.22. Blessed are ye when men shall hate you and when they shall separate you from their company and shall reproach you and cast out your name as evil because of Jesus. He said rejoice in that day. Let me see if somebody's going to do this. And leap for joy. He said rejoice in that day. Leap, leap, run around, do some cartwheels, do the snake. Act a complete fool. <laughs> She's about to take the microphone out of my hand. He said, why should you do that? He said, because your reward is great. Told you God looking at everything. He's like, you think I'm going to let them do that to you and not do something for you? And see, the reason why he tells you to be glad now, the reason why he tells you to shout now, the reason why he tells you to be happy now, he's telling you to do that now because when you see what he set aside for you, 
You're going to be like, oh, Lord Jesus, are you serious? You ever seen somebody that's so happy to just stand there with that Michael Jordan cry? I just can't even, man. How many of y'all like surprises? I'm talking about that right surprise. I'm not talking about buying me a tire on Father's Day. I'm talking about them real good surprise. I mean, like, how many know surprise? I mean, you like surprise. And and some people are really, really good at surprising you. Can you imagine what type of surprise God can surprise you with? I mean, you're going to see some stuff that you didn't even know existed. The man is the ultimate level of creativity. You'll be like, what is that? Jump on it. You'll see what I mean. Oh, Lord, are you serious? You'll be sitting there crying. Oh. Y'all have no idea. You got to get your mind right. Let them people talk about you. When it's all said and done, they'll be the ones crying. And the sad part is, when you see them cry, you will not be able to rejoice about it. Hey, so let every word be spoken against. Every word that's spoken against you, she's going to be rewarded forever. Matthew 5.43, you have heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. And that way you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. For he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good. He sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. John 15.20, do you remember what I told you? A slave is not greater than the master. Since they persecuted me, naturally they will persecute you. And if they had listened to me, they would listen to you. There are a lot of people you get upset because you try to minister to them and they won't listen to you. And you don't even realize they're not listening to you because if it was Jesus, they wouldn't have listened to him. You walking around all sad and everything. (gasps) Man, not me. I'm like, see ya. Don't make me feel bad because you rejected life. Romans 12, 14, bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. How many know that can be hard at times? Now, be careful because there are times when people do certain things and you have to flip it. You don't bless them. You ask God to take their life and you bring vengeance on them. There are times for that. You have to know what time is which. Last one is hardships. I only have four scriptures for that. Y'all like, thank God. <laughs> 2 Timothy 2, 3 through 4. Thou, therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. Okay? He says, in, oh, this guy's saying, you can do it. You know what I've learned? We always think we know what our tolerance level is, but you don't. God knows what your tolerance level is. How many of you, you freaked out because you were getting ready to hit that wall, but when you got to it, nothing happened, and you were able to even go further? How many of you thought that at this point, I know that I'll have to give up at this point, and you got to that point, and you end up going further than that point? And it's because we always think we know what our limitations are based on fear, but God knows what you'll really do if you're in the situation. And so that's why sometimes you have to be careful with disappointments. Is God taking you further than you thought you could go? And how many of you know you're still here? Psalm 63, 8. My soul followeth hard after thee. And while I do it, your right hand upholds me. 
The harder you go in God, the more the Lord will help you to go hard. I can't do a three-day fast. Yes, you can. You're not going to die. And if you do, you just go to heaven. That's the attitude that I take. People don't like that sometimes. Worst thing I can do is die and go to heaven. And? I mean, that's why, man, when I get on the airplane and all the people, the turbulence and all that type of stuff, even though I don't allow turbulence on my flights, you know, but, but, but if I was ever on a plane and all that stuff crazy happened, I mean, Jesse Duplantis was his crazy self. Jesse Duplantis was on the airplane, and the plane is headed down to the ground to crash. Jesse Duplantis take off his seatbelt, start running up and down the aisle. This is it! This is it! This is it! This plane is crazy like that. Man, I'm not afraid of Jai, you crazy. Because they're not afraid. He's like, this is it. You up there, oh, you hold on hands, speaking in tongues. Oh. <laughs> Bishop Oyedipo said he was on a plane, and he said the plane is headed down to the ground. He said they strapped in. He said it's headed down. He said he told the Lord one thing. He said, Lord, how can this plane crash if you promised me 120 years? That's all he said. And the moment he said that, he said the plane straightened up. You got to know, you, y'all, all of that loud speaking in tongues and, and, and the hospital staff coming to see what's going on and y'all causing a ruckus and all of this dust is coming up. A lot of times that is not faith. That's fear and you're trying to conjure up stuff. Faith is, I believe what I say so strong, I am not going to repeat myself. How can I die? I tell people that all the time. Yeah, I don't know about this flight. I tell them, they just look at me. And then they know, don't ask no more questions. Don't ask no more questions. They know. When I tell them, oh, this plane can't go down, I'm on it. People think that's arrogant. No, that's truth. I'm on this airplane. So now, if Jesus was on the airplane and you could make it go down, then it might go down. I'm on it. It's not going down. First Corinthians, two more. 10, 12. If you think you're standing strong, be careful not to fall. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. When I saw that scripture, my fear left. When I realized that even if it's my fault, God will never allow me to be in a situation that is too tough for me to get out of. When I realize that, it don't matter what happens to my body, if it's doing something, it don't matter if I found out I had AIDS, cancer, the Ebola virus, sickle cell, and every other disease and lupus along with it multiplied, doesn't matter. If I'm having that experience, it's only because God knew I could get out of it with my faith. So therefore, I don't, I'm not moved by what I feel and what I see. I'm just going to keep on speaking this. Do y'all remember when that king took Abraham's wife, got ready to have sex with her? You remember my, God told him, he said, you a dead man. That's mafia talk. God is the mafia leader too. You know, he said, you a dead man. You have another man's wife. He said, Lord, I didn't, the man lied to me. It always blew me away what God said. He said, yes, I know that he lied. That's why I prevented you from sleeping with her. Think about that. Because had you slept with her, it would have been too much for you to get out of. The curse would have been too strong. And because it was not your fault, 
I made sure that I got involved and controlled your emotions and desires so you wouldn't have sex with this girl because even if it's your fault, God won't let you get in a situation that you can't get out of. You got to remember that. That's where your faith stands. No matter what situation you find yourself in, you may not know how to pray. You may not know the scripture. You might not have a minister or a prophet to call. But if you just simply say, Father, I thank you that I can get out of this and you are showing me the way. The answer may not come at that second, but it will come because they might want you to wait so that your patience can be. Last scripture. Psalm 34, 19. The righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to the rescue each time. So from now on, there will be no trouble that will hold you down. After today, you will see the Lord rescue you from all trouble. Your trouble has an expiration date, and it will not go past that date. And from now on, God will trouble what is troubling you. Go ahead and stand. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands for a moment. Give God thanks and praise and ask God to help you because we all, I mean, you know, we all need to come up in this area. Some of us are stronger in certain areas. Some of us are weaker. Nobody is perfect. And no matter how strong you are, you can get stronger. No matter how much you can endure, you can endure more. The Bible says that Jesus endured the cross and suffered the shame because of the joy that was set before him. He wasn't thinking about the pain, even though that was hard. He wasn't thinking about the suffering, even though he was thinking about how. He put in his mind a vision of what was going to happen in the future. Watch this. This is only being loud because I can get out of it. I'm going to have to go to hell. And when I go to hell over these three days, I will be there by myself. That's why he said, Lord, in father into your hands I commend my spirit because where I am going you will not be there but I know that even with that it would not be allowed if I couldn't get out of it that's the ultimate level of trust so lift your hands and give God thanks praise and if you're in a situation right now thank God that he is troubling what is troubling you thank God that he is bringing you out of that situation Thank God that he has given you an open door of escape. Thank God that he is showing you what to do. And thank God. Sometimes you have to say, Lord, I am totally confused right now, but I'm still going to end this in victory. I'm at a crossroads and I don't know which road to take, but I thank you that it's going to be victory. Lord, I thank you that right now I feel like giving up, but I don't have to because if I give up now, I won't have the testimony of victory. Thank you, Lord God. God is the ultimate driver through the storm. So, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we thank you, O Lord God, for this teaching. Helping us, O Lord God, to sacrifice our lives. It will be worth it for eternity. Thank you, O Lord God, by helping us. Give us more grace to endure. More grace to be faithful. Help us, O Lord God, to understand that you allow persecution in order for our rewards to be stacked up greater. So let the persecution run like a river. Let people talk because their talk will stop nothing, but it'll produce everything. So we thank you, O Lord God. Help us to endure. Help us, O Lord God, to deal with persecution. Help us to be faithful. 
thank you, oh Lord God. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you, oh Lord God. Praise be unto thee. Glory to God, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Blessed be your name. supernatural strength, O oh Lord God. Fill their souls and their minds and their bodies. Thank you, O oh Lord God, for recharging people this morning to continue on, to get to the end of this battle. We thank you, Lord God, that every single situation has an expiration date. And thank you, O oh Lord God, that no one under the sound of my voice will stay in that situation past that date. Thank you, O oh Lord God, for testing times and proving times to make us stronger in the faith so that we can carry greater weapons, O oh God. Thank you that truly no weapon that is formed against us will prosper. Thank you, O oh Lord, that the enemy has thrown at us some of the best that he could throw and we are still standing. We have made mistakes, but we are still standing. We've even left you and came back still standing. Thank you, O oh Lord God, that trouble has come our way and some of us have caused the trouble, but we are still standing for you said you would never leave us and you would never forsake us. So we thank you for your faithfulness with us. We thank you for your endurance with us. Thank you, O oh Lord God, because we have even persecuted you sometimes in our anger. And we thank you, O oh Lord God, that you suffered it and you allowed it and you forgave us. So we bless and honor your holy name, Jesus. Glory to God, hallelujah. We thank you, O oh Lord. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praises be unto thee, O oh Lord. Glory to God, hallelujah. Hallelujah, we do. Thank you, O oh Father. Glory to God, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, Lord God, for healing hearts and pain for people that have gone through trouble. But after today, thank you, O Lord God, that trouble ceases. After today, they will ride trouble like a surfer on a wave. Thank you, our Lord God. After today, the peace of God calms that storm. After today, clarity and insight and wisdom after today you will teach us to profit lead us and guide us in the way that you would have us to go after today oh lord god answers will be given after today visions will be passed out after today purpose will be realized after today oh lord god our last failure will be the last one that we have ever seen thank you oh lord god for giving us the power to overcome all the same way that jesus did be blessed and honor your holy name Thank you for it, God. Yeah. Thank you, Lord God. So everyone just bow their head, close their eyes for just a moment. Just want an offer an opportunity.